Hi, I'm Stage and Stage's Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. Boots and cuts and boots and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> fam, welcome back to the Hamilcast. I'm Jillian, and this is the third and final episode with Deanna Wiener. As I'm sure you know by now, Deanna Wiener is the assistant stage manager for Hamilton on Broadway and has been with the production since 2013. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back and listen to her first two episodes. All right, Deanna Wiener, part three. Enjoy. <sighs> Lynn Manuel Miranda DJ'd your wedding. He did. <laughs> How, like I just I don't know where to start, but I if I'd be yelled at if I didn't ask you. No, that's cool. It's, I'm still pretty that excited about it. So, that picture of him, it looks like he's in like a little like he, corner. We put him in a we put him in a boot like in a corner. We put Lin Manuel in a corner. Because Nobody you know- puts Lin in a corner. <laughs> we did. I'm sorry, but you know he works well being in a he separate does room. in his own little corner in his own little chair, and um, then he could shuffle onto the dance floor and then dance and then go back and re. Is that re- what happened? I, I'll show you some photos. Yes. Tell me every like, how did you ask him? Like, I need to know the whole I'm, thing. I'm, I am ashamed and yet I'm not because <laughs> it worked out very well, okay. but I had had no shame in asking, I guess. But, um, so I mean, I knew Lynn liked to DJ weddings because he went and DJ to a friend's wedding. I want to say like within the first year that we were doing the show on Broadway, like mm-hmm. I knew this was a thing. I and knew he, he makes liked to DJ. Mixes. He loves he makes mixes. He would DJ, um, Broadway bowling mm-hmm. he would create mixes and then he'd like give them his iPad and, and he would DJ the Broadway bowling right. you know and so like I knew this was a thing um, and so I think he had, was telling me that he was like oh yeah I d- I'm going upstate to DJ my friend's wedding and I was like that's so cool that's so cool also that's an option yeah. also I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, can, I was like um, I wasn't aware that was something no a but I totally do. said that to him I was like hey do you want to DJ <laughs> you know Gus in my wedding and he was like yeah totally and I was like Cool. I mean, this was within the first year, so it was, was it like bro- on bro- were you guys on Broadway. On Broadway, yeah. So the man has no time. No, but he's no, the he's most generous super person famous by and, this point. Yeah, I any mean, excuse to make a good mix, ridiculous, and, and DJ and and make a good. It party. was one of those things where you're like, I mean, I'll just ask, but like, I don't expect this to happen. Totally. And you know, I think we got engaged like we got engaged like November of the first year that we were on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So it was like around then I was like, this is a thing. It could, we we're going to get married. You could DJ it. But you know, in reality I was like, ah, cut to he's left the show. He goes to London. Did you only talk about it with him that, that one time? time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, cool. Yeah, sure. Um, and maybe there was like a reference to it within the next year, but nothing, whatever. Uh, and then he went off to London and we visited. And then, uh, I think like we finally set, so he was gone from our world for a very long time mm-hmm. because he was in London forever. Yeah. Um, and so we set a date while he was gone and then he comes back and the, f- I think it was literally the first time I saw him when he came back, I was like, Hey, <laughs> Remember when you said you would DJ our wedding? And he was like, yeah, totally. Because yeah. it's Lynn and he remembers. Right. So what's the date? Like what? He was like, yeah, totally. I was like, cool. So October 22nd. Um, <laughs> uh, and he did. He came back right around when we set the date. And, I, and that's why I was literally like, oh, oh, tell him now. Okay, universe. I see you. Yeah. How many times do we have to say it? So I said, and he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, great. Sure. And I was like, okay. And I think we were like, 
I think I was in the office with all the other people. And I think all the other stage managers looked at me like, oh, my God, really? Okay. And I was like, no, yes, I mean, really. Um, and then as we got a little bit closer and he would come by, I would sort of be like, huh? Wedding? And so then I think we got to like two months before. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm friends with his assistant. Like, you know, I know how like the Hamilverse or the Lynn universe works mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so he's like, if I, if it works, like if I'm in town, totally. And I was like, cool, great. So we went ahead with our plan. Let's call Lynn plan B. We went ahead with our plan A sure. of like, you know, we asked a, a friend to like come and, and do the DJing for us. And I made this like gigantic four hour playlist of all the dance songs I love. Okay. Like we weren't going to do it ourselves, did but you we tell gave your friend him the that stuff. the plan B was a memo. I did. <laughs> I said, just so you know, this may or may not happen. Doesn't mean anything about how we feel about you. Just, just like we put this out there and this could happen. Yeah. And so I talked with Lynn's assistant and I gave him the date and Lynn's like, it's, you know, uh, like I have this thing on Saturday that the rain date is Sunday. So like if the, if it rains on Saturday, I'm going to do this thing on Sunday. And I was like, that's totally cool. He's like, but if not, I'll be there. And I was like, cool. And so the weekend came and his assistant and I talked about it and I, we hammered the details and I was like, this is where it is, this is when it is, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then I left it to the gods. Yes. And then Saturday, you know, we got married on a Sunday. Saturday came. I was like, I mean, it looks pretty nice out. So I don't don't know. Um, (laughs) I was like Saturday night. I was like, it's nice out. It was our rehearsal dinner. I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, if this happens, Whoa, wait, cool. so even your rehearsal dinner, so your plan A DJ was just also looking at his or her clock or the weather app being like, oh. I mean, I don't know that he thought it was as much of a, the, the, our friend who was DJing. I'm not sure he really thought it was a reality that that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure how much he was, he was banking on that. He was just like really game to help us out, which was Aww. so sweet. Yeah. Um, you and guys have really great friends. We do. The bottom line. Like, you we just, do. like, you're we, we just surrounded by really mentions. great people. Yeah. Well, this is the Tommy Kale way, way of life. Is oh, be, Surround yourself with uh, mm-hmm. with great, wonderful, talented people. Yeah, people who make you feel like George Bailey every day. Yes, exactly. Um, and so I just really tried to, like, put it out of my brain because I didn't want, like, I don't want, I'm not going to think about that you have on my wedding. Yeah, you married. So... We, the ceremony happened. Um, I gave my up. phone to my best friend who was holding my phone. And uh, we go into like the little room afterwards where we like, you know, cry in each other's arms. And then I come, there was like a little, uh, it was a couple different floors. And I come down the stairs to one of the floors and I l- see Lynn and I literally scream Stop in it. his face. Stop. And there were a lot of Hamilton, like they're like friends who had done the show with him like there were a lot of people he knew in the wedding and so it wasn't and like he was you. like, like- and me but I was you know but I had to talk to all the people um but like there were folks that he knew that were going to be there so he had like other touchstones and stuff but I screamed in his face and I was like I cannot believe you're here meanwhile I clocked our family we didn't tell anyone <gasps> we didn't tell anyone that that was a possibility and so there was just like everyone collectively was like keep it together yeah and so that was also hilarious to the, see them react yes uh and i don't think they knew <laughs> what was coming but he just he just went to his room and dj the DJ'd, shit out yeah, of and then and it was amazing and he 
Yeah. Uh, and he was there for, I mean, he was there for most of the wedding and he DJed for like four hours. Oh my God. And he would like put a song on and then he'd come out and dance with everyone and was just part of, just part of the gang. He was yeah. just part of the group and it wasn't, you know. Well, because you guys are real life friends. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not asking you that like you're not. I'm yeah, asking exactly. you that as someone like how cool it, it would feel be. feel weird to me that this that sure. like Lynn was there doing this because he like we have seen each other f- for years and like yeah. we you know he's you were just, just like, visiting him or and and he's the best yeah yeah um and he did an amazing job DJing obviously <laughs> sure. and there are like the pictures are amazing yeah um, <laughs> highly recommended yeah and it was just like what was amazing was it was just like the cherry on top of the already perfect wonderful day totally. and the fact that there's this like this added crazy element was super duper fun yeah uh and the fact that like our whole family got to dance with lynn and all of our friends and like everyone and literally their mom got a selfie uh and i think he had a good time which was honestly sort of like the best the best of the best of course uh and it was and then like later we were like did that just did that just happened okay yeah because it is when you get married it is no matter how big or small the wedding is it's still a very surreal experience and you're saying hi to everybody and you're you're just kind of you're kind of on the whole night this fantasy night that just happened to have this added like like a dream you're like and lynn was there it's a dream and it's a bit of a dance so it's like so i talked about it with him in october and we kept talking about it it's like i didn't let it go like when i was asking him to do it but i also was trying to not be obnoxious about it i was like right. if this is a thing you want to do come do it because like and guess what he did and he did. he did he wanted to do it and he did he it. he did he's a real good dj i yeah i know yeah <laughs> i i know all about those mixtapes and uh and he you know flung himself into some of our photo booth pictures which was adorable photo booth. It, there's a lot of stories <laughs> that i could tell but i won't about Don't. the friends and the family that uh we're really starstruck. Yeah, I love that you kept it because I, I was talking to Tommy about this when he was here about all of the secrets that he has to keep all the time. Like <laughs> he was talking, he was like, "I knew about the Hamilton for like eighteen months." Yeah, but here's here what I'm saying is that when you're planning a wedding everyone is asking you these really, really intrusive questions. Yeah. So everyone's like, where'd you get your dress? Is it band or DJ? Band? And in your head where you're like, it might be Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda. Like, it might, like, it's that kind of question. It was really hard to, where you're to keep like, that I don't from, know. I actually yeah. don't know. And everyone's like, you should probably figure it out. TikTok. Yeah. One more thing before the Patreon peeps. I need to talk about the Saturday night on Broadway. Oh. <laughs> so recent. Yes. No, but there there have been so many and they did a very, very lovely performance for I think when you were about to leave on your honeymoon or uh, wedding, yeah. Wedding, yeah. Yeah. That was so Eddie Lee was in it, I think Ian, Carla. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your five minute call. Five minutes to the top of the show. Five minutes, and it is to the groom to the groom to the groom to the bride 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 to the
You were holding the little, the mic. Yeah, the page mic. Yeah, the page mic while they were saying singing this beautiful thing to you. Yeah, I was just crying. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and uh, and Jenny Harney, Jenny Harney <gasps> Fleming, actually uh, sang at our wedding. Wait a second. Yeah, she sang two songs at, uh, at our wedding and Kurt did the arrangements with her. It was okay. amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lynn, but you're getting <laughs> You are now wait, the lesser wait, important of these Wait, vibes. Kurt arra- did the arrangements. And sh- uh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you should have stopped me when we were talking about the Lynn thing and been like, well, you know who so else many was amazing involved? Things. No, I know. I mean, Jenny's, Jenny's voice is I a mean, thing that God. stops people in their tracks. And every time she's on backstage, people literally stop yeah. uh, and, and throw things because she's so amazing. Um, again, like just the sweetest, nicest, kindest, most wonderful person. And she got married very recently. Uh, and so all this wedding stuff was like premeditating her wedding and stuff like that. But she sang a Frank Sinatra song and she sang a Dylan song. Uh, got the world on a string which was uh, me and my dad's favorite song to sing together. So that's what she sang when I was going, um, walking down the aisle. I got the world on a string Sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my fingers What a world What a Deanna, are you ready to take some questions from the Patreon peeps? Yes. They're so excited. Hit me with it. As am I. Patreon peeps, wonder powers, activate. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) If I were Shockwave, this would be much more impressive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Patreon peeps. Elisa says, as the ASM, you have experienced the show hundreds and hundreds of times. Can you describe what the pre-show energy feels like coming from the audience to backstage folks? Does that energy feed you? Oh, God. Um, Definitely yes sometimes and and no other times. I mean, it's... uh, There's definitely... There's definitely an energy backstage before the show's about to start, no matter if it's like the last show of the week or the first show of the week or whatever. But, you know, we just did a, our Halloween fan show <gasps> yes. uh, last two Wednesdays ago. And the energy is always like the audiences are always incredible. They're just sometimes that the energy is more high octane than others. Uh, and that show was definitely one of the one of the shows in recent memory where it was just like it was palpable. Is there a lot of cosplay? There was some good cosplay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was. There was. I mean, there's a lot in the first year. And then we did definitely see a couple people cool. decked out, which, yeah. is, which was fun. 
so Sarah and Suzanne Marie and Kim all have kind of the same theme of a question, but I just want to shout them out because they're okay. Patreon peeps. But they just want to talk about the craziness that goes on backstage. So Sarah's saying, call me crazy. I love the stories about the buttons popping off and the turntables <laughs> not working because that's what real life theater is all about. And they want to know really about like, what is your holy shit moment? What What's your mind going through when you're solving problems on the fly? You know, it's definitely less problem solving on the fly now, but every once in a while we'll have an emergency or a thing. But yeah. obviously... At the public, there were a ton of incidents and things that were last minute. You know, all of our... When you were still learning about... Yeah, <laughs> but, the you know, like, Stephanie Clemens was a swing, and, like, Voltaire was a swing, and, um, you know, they were just trying to learn the tracks as well as everyone else was. And so when people called out early in the day, oftentimes, you know, mid-show, I think our first two call-outs were mid-show, we had to throw people on mid-show. And Stephanie, for example, like, she... Um, threw her shoulder out. She dislocated her shoulder during the Yorktown slide the first time she ever went on. And I remember seeing her and watching watching the slide and I was like, something didn't look right. And she came off and she's like, I, I just dislocated my shoulder. And I was like, oh my God. She's like, but I popped it back in. I was like, oh my, oh, God. Oh my God. Do you need, what can, do you have to, like, and we didn't have anyone else, obviously. Like, we would have had to cut the track. I don't know what we would she have goes, done. She I just popped it. Yeah, she's like, I think I can keep going. I was like, you don't have to. So like that happened um, <laughs> and she kept going. She finished the show. God yeah. bless. She's literally superwoman. Um, you know, and like Voltaire went on super early in the process and he wasn't fully done learning the track. And so I, him and I joke about this all the time, but like I held off, I held up signs off stage that were like, move the chair upstage to wing two. Like he was like watching the cabinet battle and I was like, Voltaire, Voltaire. And sh yeah and then showed him the side and he's like okay and like that's how we got through it and like there was an instance on broadway very 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 early on where we had like a perfect storm of just the wrong people being out and so we had to throw on a swing who was in the middle of learning this one track we had to throw him on in that track i met him off stage and said now you're gonna go over here and you're gonna take the microphone and the chair and you're gonna come back off stage like he knew act one but act two was very much like that mm. i think stephanie ended up being a boy for a little bit of that particular show. Yeah. Like there was just a lot of crazy shit. Like some Voltaire, I think went and got some prop off stage during satisfied wearing his like khaki shorts and like a blue coat. Like we just, <laughs> the audience was none the wiser, but we just had to do whatever we had to yeah. do to like Everyone's keep the like, show Isn't it so brilliant? running. Is it yeah. so beautiful? No, well, how well, they our friend's mom was actually in the audience that <laughs> afternoon. And I think, I don't think I saw her after, but I remember she told him, she was like, it was so good. And I was like, dead after the show is like you don't even know what yeah. we had to do to keep the show running but, but success yeah and uh and it was hilarious because like when we actually got somebody in that track to finish the show so we could relieve the swing that didn't know the full track and when <laughs> I, I told him that he didn't have to go on for the next entrance he hugged me <laughs> so hard and he was like thank god Aww. um you know so like that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore because we're just like not putting people in our realm who aren't just super prepared right. anymore. And like, we just have so many people that know their shit in mm -hmm. a way that we didn't even remotely have early on. Totally. Um, but we still have like, there are medical emergencies that happen all the times, you know, sending somebody to the hospital during intermission and, uh, you know, holding for an ambulance. We have medical emergencies in the house. Obviously we've mm -hmm. had like technical difficulties where we have to stop and hold and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously you don't, 
look forward to a medical emergency at all. But, you know, uh, when things happen that are different from the norm, sure. everyone sort of clicks into gear. You know, like the adrenaline is pumping. Like once we had our turntable didn't work until the end of Act One. I'm sure you heard about that. And we had to go into our plan B for everything. And people were just sort of, you know, everyone just clicks into this whole different stratosphere. Well, everyone knows that they're like on hand to help. Yeah. I, like Everyone's I, just I like, mean, How, what can I do to... Like I, I can't imagine any member of the cast being like, "I'm just gonna stand here and wait." And they're like, "No, no everyone's just gonna do." No, everyone and try is to, and put the board. right letter in the right yeah. mailbox or whatever it totally, is that they yeah. have to do. Yeah, and like just uh, that's another thing that I love about stage management is that the level of problem solving that you yeah. have to do and be on your toes and sort of make shit happen. Yeah, um, is our job. Were you there when, so Wallace Smith was on a couple, now months ago, I guess. I'd seen him a couple times, but I saw him the night before he came on. And then he was telling me about how there were just some gummy bears <laughs> that were placed on the stage and nobody knew where they came from. Yeah. Do you have any idea where they came from? No, but at the last Edge of Ham, there were some Tic Tacs on stage. So we were what joking. What is happening? That the... You guys don't put things on the stage. I, yeah. Well, we were joking that the gummy bears put them there. No, because Wallace was like, conspiracy. Wallace was like, the gummies were like not thrilled. Sometimes weird like, things happen like that. You know, yeah. the audience, sometimes they put their drinks up on the stage. They do not. Yeah. That's not allowed. No, it's not your house. No. <laughs> I've, um, I've seen like photos and I will not even get into it, but I've seen photos of people putting like their like bags on the stage. Yeah. It's like a place, like that a placeholder. It's not a place. It's yeah. a, that happens in that? every theater, everyone. Yeah. But I, uh, I, I do not know the true answer to the gummy bear. I know mystery. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I must. It was very, I think I was calling though. So I don't think I was like involved in like how to get them off the stage that night. But I remember coming back and being like, there were wait there were yeah. gummy bears well, it's like they were there and then they weren't and nobody put them there no one would admit to putting them there or taking them yeah. off we don't know the mystery of the gummies the weird things that happen yeah the weird things yeah, yeah. but the, the point is that you guys just like you just figure it out you figure it out yeah if something Problem weird happens solved. you just have to figure it out if something stops working you keep going. Yeah. Has there ever been anything that you've been like, I don't know if I can fix this? Uh, Have you ever felt no, that? No, because you know the first rule of improv is... You, you say yes. You say yes. <laughs> so that's really the first rule of stage management is you... Somewhere shockwaves like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you keep solving the problem. Mm. the show must go on there is no i can't solve this you just have to keep trying right you know we and also a, don't think just do just do yeah. yeah um my mother likes to tell the story of i directed a chorus line when i was 19 and uh <clears throat> one of the kids went into anaphylactic shock during the show and he like his tongue swole up and he couldn't breathe oh, no. and i was watching from the front and I saw him leave the stage. I was like, that's not good. So I go backstage <laughs> and everyone's like high school, college age. And I, uh, his girlfriend was our stage manager. And she comes up to me. She's like, I'm taking him to the hospital. I was like, uh, we need, okay. we need both. Okay, go. She goes and I pull my, my co-director and choreographer was in the show. And I'm like, Fran. <laughs> so, so my friend comes off stage. I said, you have to do all of Andy's parts. You have to do your part and you have to do Andy's parts for the rest of the show. And he was like, okay. Great. And I was like, great. I'm going to go get his parents.
parents who were in the audience (laughs) and i also because it's chorus line had to get a note to the guy playing zach the director to be like do not address this question to the hole in the line over there right address it to this character over here i was like said to his parents i was like you need to go to the hospital they're like what and i was like just keep going and then i got a little like handwritten note to the guy playing zach in the front and so that's my, also the worst thing you could say to two parents you have to go i know to the hospital. I, I hope i didn't actually say that but i don't know <laughs> um anyway so my mom loves that story because she thinks that was the birth of my stage manager uh career really and uh and you know everything that we do sort of is the same instinct you just kick into high gear of like how do i what needs to happen to keep going and obviously if you can't keep going you stop the show and that is not you know and that's what needs to happen but in you know basically you sort of always operate under the motto of keep the curtain up well the last time i was on stage at the rogers i saw the contingency plan of yeah, yeah. the uh the, the turntable turn yeah i literally did a like a crazy 80s movie double take i was like that's Whoa, what that's the secret I plan like, it's right there oh my god yeah. and i knew i was like i felt like like the powers that be were watching me. i was like i'm not gonna look at it anymore but that's a whole that's the whole thing and what's crazy is so originally the contingency so we didn't when we rehearsed off broadway and broadway we didn't have a turntable in the room mm-hmm. so there was a lot of like okay you just have to sort of move a little bit quicker to get to this place. Cause, but, but in, but in the stage, the turntable is going to get you there. Just act like there are two things going in two different directions. Yeah, it was just smaller sizes and, and exactly. different speeds. Yeah. And just do and it. And then a lot of like stage managers moving tables in circles. Right. Um, so our original plan B's were do what you did in the rehearsal room. So the original paperwork for plan B contingency plans were do what you did in the rehearsal room. Well, we, thank God didn't have a lot of issues with the turntable until very recently we had an issue and none of the people who were in the show had any idea what do what you did in the rehearsal room was. Do what you do. That was a moment where we were like, okay, we need to uh, rehearse these plans. Fix yeah, yeah. We have to. Yeah. Melissa wants to know how close to showtime is the cast set? I mean, before half hour, the cast needs to be there at half hour. So we have a sign in sheet with all their names. Yeah. And if they're there. Does any- that mean they need to be ready at half hour? No, they need to be in the building. Got it. Oftentimes people are getting into costume much later than that. <laughs> at five. <laughs> I think that's a commonly Thank understood you five. thing. <laughs> Thank you, five. Places, put your costume on. <laughs> Rob is saying, hey, I saw you working at the table at the flea market. What's your favorite thing that you saw at the flea and what is your favorite way that the company gives back to the community? You know, I only saw our table at the flea. <laughs> you know, our, our company is uh, it's full of some really amazing people and a lot of them have different causes that they're personally very uh, into promoting and some of them, uh, but they all come together and help us with Broadway Cares. Yeah. And, you know, we, I'm so grateful for this, but, you know, we've raised like, almost $2 million for Broadway cares in our show fundraising alone, which is incredible um, because that's $2 million where there wasn't 2 million before. Mm -hmm. And you know, they all sort of band together and, and sign things and help sell things and uh, they will do kind of whatever we need them to do. So they're all just kind of like really great humans. And what's cool too is anytime somebody has a personal cause that they're really into uh, you know, we try to, encourage them to promote it within our building yeah john is asking is non-essential chat allowed on any of the calm loops that is a great question Things like wow this person's really great today or come on audience you're part of this thing too 
I think we definitely try to keep headset chatter to a minimum, especially because there are just so many light cues and the, the calling stage manager is constantly talking. So you mm-hmm. kind of never want to speak on top of that. Right. Um, so yeah, non-essential chatter is, is kept to a, a dull roar, but uh, <laughs> sometimes some things will happen where we, uh, we have to talk to each other. Right. Yeah. But I, you know, Sometimes it's hard not to make some sort of comment if like there's a weird noise from the audience yeah. or like someone has a crazy laugh or like right. someone's a whistler or oh, like we'll no, get like whistler. a random clapper or like drunk people like oh. then we'll sort of make comments about it. But uh, if it's sort of like our own personal commentary, we definitely try to keep it to a uh, yeah. to off off channel. Bree is saying we all know theater is a team effort. So what have you done backstage that is the furthest from your actual job description? That is also a really good question. <laughs> Helping actors print out their sides for other auditions is definitely not in my job description, but we help them when they need help because stage managers are here to help. Mm-hmm. We're here for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if it's if it's like an emergency and like, uh, you know, something's going down, like we will definitely help. Like if a, if a prop is, you know, something's gone wrong with a prop and it needs to be run over to the other side, like obviously... We'd never want to step on toes of unions and stuff like that. But if there's an emergency happening, like we can, we will step yeah. in and sort of like do what needs to be done. And we're every, everyone kind of bands together in that way, like dressers, crew, yeah. um, stage managers, you know, if something is not happening and it needs to, everyone is like on it quickly, yeah. which is an amazing thing. Everyone Everyone's has to have everyone like, else's back. Yeah, totally. That's how it works backstage. And, you know, when it doesn't work like that, it's not as well of a functioning machine. So Samantha's asking, how do you balance connecting with the cast and their personalities and also getting them to like show up on time and be on their mark? Like, how do you wow. make that balance work? That is literally one of the most challenging parts of being <laughs> yeah. a stage manager. It is yeah. because that is in your job title. You are a manager. Mm-hmm. And yet you coexist with these people and you're a human being. And, you know, to have an enjoyable time and set a tone that is nice and pleasant to work in you know an environment that's nice and pleasant to work in uh you have to also be like a nice and pleasant person um but that's not required of us and so it is definitely a very difficult thing to navigate being friends with people and being the person who yells at you for being too loud backstage and Mm -hmm. have that be respected and i can't claim to to obviously know exactly what that balance is i think every single stage manager struggles because we all sort of go between the lines you know what I mean we we're on one side of the line where we're like shut up you're really loud uh or you relate to your place or basically you know being the managing them and saying and telling them uh how they can better improve their job performance because at the end of the day acting on Broadway is a job Mm -hmm. and you need to show up and do the work um and also being again somebody who you know I like everybody everyone in our show. I like all of them. They're all really great people. And I enjoy speaking with them. And we're backstage together. We work together in the same building for a gazillion hours a week. And so making an enjoyable work environment is really important to me for myself for selfish reasons and so that other people enjoy coming to work. Uh, But the second that you sort of lose the respect of the of the people around you for any reason at all, and people stop listening to you, that's a big problem because then you're not able to do your job anymore. Uh, And, you know, I think we all struggle with how to do that eloquently and well. 
but you know, sometimes, sometimes, it, sometimes you're not everyone's friend and that's also really hard. Maybe you don't have to be everyone's friend to make the show absolutely go the way it's supposed to be. And my mentor, Rick, who I worked with, you know, on the, in the early days, always said to me, don't be their friend. Mm-hmm. And I thought, don't get attached. Don't get attached, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that is true. But on the other hand, again, you're with the same people every single day in the same building doing the same show for years and years and years. And you're going to become friends with them. Mm-hmm. You're going to become attached and you're going to, and you like each other and that's right. fine. But uh, you, you're there to do a job. I like to promote tough love. Yeah. I'm there. Same. I'm there for them. But if they don't do their job, then they get not nice, Deanna. You know what? Yeah. I kind of love that. I think this is a great place to end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, not, us, not, uh, not our hang, just the recording. Yeah. So I feel like I've kept you hostage. Deanna, thank you so much. This has been the most eye-opening, coolest, educational, <laughs> inspiring. I learned so much. Oh, I'm, okay. I just, I think you're amazing. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Do you want to tell the people where they can find you on any kind of social media? On the social media? Yeah. Um, Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exist in a world of yeah. anonymity. Oh, wait. One last thing. We didn't talk about the, the tome that you have. Oh, yes. Okay, so th- so in, in, Something in, lieu, we share. in lieu of the social media, yes. you, you're going to sign my uh, Hamilton, uh, yes. which is my sign-in book, and you were telling me that you have one I of have your own. I have done the same. Yes. The same exact which thing. Which I didn't know. Yeah. Of course. Well, actually, I don't think anyone really knows it. Uh, I have a Hamilton, and I sort of use it as my yearbook when people are on their way out uh, of the show to sort of sign off. And you haven't read it yet. And I have not. I've read one. <laughs> I read Lynn's, but, uh, oh. but that's cause it was in a, in a spot where I, I, I couldn't miss it. Um, yeah. So it's sort of, I call it my yearbook and I, cool. and I give it to people who are on their way out. Yeah. yeah it's my memento. I'm I very know. sentimental. I also have the naked wall. Has anyone said anything sorry, about what? that to you? <laughs> so it started out with a picture of David, a shirtless picture of David. Mm-hmm. That was Jonathan Groff's opening night card, which I won't let him take credit for that idea because it was mine. And uh, so he gave this card to everyone that had this great shirtless picture of David. <laughs> and they opened it up and they were like, oh, my God, why would David give us an opening night card with himself <laughs> naked on it? And then they open it up and it says, love, Jonathan Groff. Uh, and it was amazing. That is fucking Hilarious. Yeah. So I put that picture on my wall in my off in the office uh, on my wall next to my desk and uh and then people started <laughs> contributing other photos. Well, that's not true. Then I printed out a picture from Instagram of Thane Jasperson, mm-hmm. a, a nude picture of him with a skateboard that was very out of character for him. Mm. And that joined David on the wall. And then people started contributing their sort of scantily clad photos. And it became a whole wall of our very attractive cast sure. wearing not a lot a um, couple people kept taking their picture <laughs> off the wall, but it kept going back on. And then some people did no, photos. they can't take it back. If I they know. Put it on that's there. what I said to Oak. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, some people started doing photo shoots so that they could have a photo to put on the wall. Um, Rua, Emmy, like all these people. It was very funny. And so there's probably like 20, 15 to 20 pictures. That's amazing. Um, and then Taryn, when he was the king, as his goodbye gift to me, did a special photo shoot in the king dressing room wearing his wig, the crown, and a leopard speedo. 
and uh, made a special 8x10 glossy for me. And so that is also on the wall. Uh, there's a lot of good memories <laughs> in that wall. And uh, it, the wall has gone a little bit underground. We did a renovation in the office and it just didn't fit with the decor, but the wall's still there. You know, people were like, oh, you didn't get rid of the naked wall, did you? No. No, just look closely. <laughs> Um, so that yeah, that's a fun fact of uh, some of my office decor. <laughs> right, well, maybe next time I'm it's good people, at the Rogers, I know, would. They're very attractive. Maybe like to see where you work. Yeah, sure, I'll show you. Okay, uh, Deanna, thank you so 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 You're much. You're so welcome. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening, peeps. Thank you so much, of course, as always, for all your questions. Tommy, thank you so much. Send us all your corrections. One point five. There will be an addendum. <laughs> Uh, I love you guys. I will talk to you so soon. I'm G.Pen. I'm Wine1. brought to you by my love of the thing tm and my complete lack of chill please join me in raising all the glasses to sir alex lackamore for generously making my intro music and this custom yorktown arrangement that i will never ever get over thank you thank you thank you to become a patreon peep and get the chance to ask questions to guests get tons of behind the scenes access and join the best kindest and most welcoming corner of the internet go to patreon.com slash the Hamilcast. I love you guys. Thank you. Hashtag team no chill. I'm at the Hamilcast on all social media and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Residuals is my web series with my husband, Mike, you know, Mike, and can be found at the residuals.tv. True Crime Obsessed is my true crime comedy podcast with my podcast soulmate and Broadway royalty, Patrick Hines of theater people and Broadway backstory fame. Thank you again so much for listening. It means the world to me. To the revolution. revolution.